Hello and welcome to the Enchant Escapes podcast. This is episode number 31. I'm your host and travel planner, Ben Yonke. In parks news, we've got some changes going on in the world. With the return of meet and greets at the Disney resorts, I'm proud to say that the Encanto Maribel meet and greet will be returning to Disney's California adventure soon. In Walt Disney World, excavation is underway for the Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue Restaurant that will be coming to Toy Story Land. And of course, what everybody's talking about, May 27th is that opening date for Cosmic Rewind in Epcot Center. This is the Guardians of the Galaxy Story Coaster. We've had a lot of people experiencing it. Uh, as previews continue through the month of May, and all the reports seem to be like, this is the ride to go on. This is such a good time. It is a family-friendly coaster, meaning that there are no large loops that you never go upside down, so that anyone as tall as 42 inches tall can ride the ride. We're also seeing more structures being built at the future site for Universal's new Epic Universe theme park in Orlando, Florida. Over at Universal Studios, the Monster Cafe has closed down and said goodbye. And probably the most important reason to have a travel agent is to keep up on all the current news going on in the parks. I say that specifically because over at Universal Studios... Thunder Falls Terrace, Captain America Diner, and more are reverting back to mobile order only inside Universal Studios Resort. So to keep up with all the latest changes happening inside the parks on a day-to-day basis, be sure to contact your travel agent. Well, folks, that's it for the news, so let's get right into today's show with Aaron. Where are you from? Where what? You're um, East Coast, I'm right? very near Chicago, Illinois. Oh, okay. You're near Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Like the Western suburbs, um, like near Aurora, everyone knows Aurora. Yep. Yep. So yep. yes, very, very close to there. We're in North Aurora. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I've worked in that area. Well, in Chicago, but, um, okay. and I was just in that area for, um, I guess it wasn't just, it was maybe 2018. I w- ran a Tough Mudder, uh, oh, yeah. there. And um, I think that was the last time I was in Chicago, to be honest. But you're not still in this area? Uh, no, I, I, I travel all over for work. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of random wherever I might end up uh, on any given day of the week. Um, but um, I have not been back to Chicago since then. No, I'm, I'm in Kansas. Gotcha. So okay. I'm, I'm in Wichita. Um, if, if you watched oh. the news earlier this week, yes. uh, I'm actually in the oh, suburbs. I'm in Andover, and we got hit with the tornado. Uh, we were we weren't actually there. I, ironically, I'm wearing a Lion King shirt. I was actually uh, at the Broadway show The Lion King um, when oh. when it was hitting, and uh, you could tell something was going on because my my hip kept vibrating the entire first act mm. and act two. Uh, well, at intermission, um, everyone's phone started going off like crazy, and oh. uh, you could tell the people who lived in Andover because we were just glued to our phones trying to find out yeah. if our houses were okay before we went back in for the second act. So. Oh, that's crazy. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, you know it's uh, it's been a week. Um, yeah, I bet it's been a week. So yeah, actually, the the home we live in uh, was built um, at thirty one years after uh, 
as of the tornado that just hit through here, uh, wiped out this area. And then the home that I was in, I'm in was built after that tornado. And oh, okay. it was funny. We were at dinner the night of the tornado, the night of Lion King, and we were sitting around and, um, I was talking to some friends and I was saying, you know, it's, it's been 31 years to the day since the Andover tornado. And we were looking at maps of where the tornado went through and where the house that I now own, uh, is. And, uh, then we went and saw Lion King. And then before you know it, we hear this tornado coming straight for the home again. So. Yeah. Jeez, that's crazy. What a week. Yeah. But that's what you do. So you're fairly new with Enchanted Escapes. That's what I that's what I gather, yeah. A, because that's who I'm interviewing right now, pretty much. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and B, from your email, of course. Yes. How long have Very, you been? Um, I joined, let's see. I want to say I joined in late October. No, wait. No. Late August, early September. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Cause so like less I, than a year at this point. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Less okay. than a year. So yes. let me get this straight. You're, you're mid, well, not even mid-pandemic, uh, post-quarantine, and uh-huh. you decide the travel agency business is the one I want to go into. Yeah. And this wasn't a, I, I have a full-time job already. Okay. Um, what pretty much kicked this all off. I, first of all, you know, I've loved Disney long time, lover of Disney. I've been several times and everything, but what kicked this all off was I went on maternity leave for my full-time job and I was bored. <laughs> Oh. So I started researching. Okay. <laughs> yes. And um, I started researching and looking into, well, and my family had said that they all wanted to go to Disney and we haven't been as a big family since 2000. Okay. That was my first trip ever to Disney was with my family in 2000. Okay. I think I was 10 at that time. Watch out, so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, they all haven't been since then. So they had all, my sister has four kids. They're kind of at that good age, the good range that they'd all enjoy it. So she was like talking to me about doing it. And I was like, well, and I'm, I've been to Disney the most out of all of them. So it was basically kind of going to be on me to help plan it all. And this big group of people. So I was like, if I'm going to just do this, I might as well, you know, I love planning and figuring out all the details for trips and stuff. So I was like, I might as well look into getting sure. a travel agency because, you know, I, I can get paid to do this, you know? So, sure. um, sure. and I had just gone on my maternity leave. So it was all kind of like a perfect storm. I had the time to kind of look into it and research it essentially. So, um, so why yeah, enchanted escapes? So that's, I was looking a lot and I even, I reached out to a couple other agencies first. Yeah. I, I almost like did interviews, you know, I kind of, wanted to talk to the people I was going to be working with. And I found some of the bigger agencies um, that I reached out to. It was very, I don't know, just not, it was just like, I didn't feel like I connected. I didn't feel, I was just like another, I didn't get that feeling of like family or like, okay. you're, you're, I would be you're not part about. of the team. You're not part of the family. Yes. You're, you're just yeah, another agent like, on the phone. I got you. Yeah. It was like, I had a feeling and the time that they took to get back to me also, I was like, well, if this is how long it takes for them to get back to me, you know, if I have a question or if I need help with something that I don't understand, this isn't gonna, this isn't going to go well for me. So 
um, I found, I don't, I think it was just a Google search. I found Enchanted Escapes and I reached out to Stace and I think like the very next day, maybe even that night, she sent me an email and answered a bunch of my questions. And I was just big on that. I don't want a huge, you know, corporation or company that I'm just like some little blip. I want like a little bit smaller agency that, you know, cares about helping me and cares about my success essentially. So what do you do for a day job? What's your full time? I manage a horse farm. Uh, okay, let, let me try that again. So you live in Chicago, well, the suburbs yes. of Chicago, and you manage a horse farm. Yes. And, and how does that work? Actually, it's funny. The horse farm that I manage is more in the suburbs than like out west by Elburn and like DeKalb, say like oh, Northern okay. Illinois University. Okay. okay. So, um, so, so it's not like we're talking there's, there's horses running down Chicago streets. There's... No, 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 no. More, uh, yeah, there is a neighborhood that kind of borders one side of our farm, but I'm not definitely not in downtown Chicago. No. Why are you selling Disney? So I, I just feel like it's always kind of been my happy place. Um, I went those couple times, a couple times in high school with um, my orchestra and the band. And, um, that was kind of the Kickstarter for, uh, me falling in love with it. And then it's just you know, you're there, you're happy, just, you don't have to worry about anything. I feel like it's just, you can be whoever you want to be. It's just, there's just so many things. And every time you go, there's something new, there's something new, there's, you know, something new to discover. There's new ride. If you haven't even been in a couple of years, you know, there's always a new ride, a new attraction. It's ever changing, ever evolving. Um, so do yeah, you say you I go just, you go once in a while? Do you say you're a frequent visitor? What what is kind of your rank? from from the gap from when I went from in high school to probably I would say until I saved up enough, you know, I was work, you know, went through college, worked a little bit. I would say probably it was a good like five years. And after that, it was at least every two years. Yeah. That's I would go pretty healthy and, for most people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was very lucky as well. Um, what helped grow my love of Disney. Um, I'm a, I work a lot of jobs. Let's just put it that way. I'm also a photographer part-time, um, for a professional photographer that travels the country. Oh, okay. Yes. And he does horse shows. So horse connection. Of course. With my full-time job. Um, so I've worked for them for a long time. I still kind of do. I took in a step back because I had my daughter in September. Um, but he was worked at Disney and he was in a jungle skipper and he was also a VIP tour guide. So he still had connections at Disney. And sometimes when we were traveling and shooting horse shows and we were nearby, he would get free tickets for us and we'd just, we'd get to go to Disney. So I'd say working for him, even if it was just a day at like magic kingdom or something, we'd go for a day if we had a day off from the horse show or something. So. I was very fortunate to be working for him and for him to have good friends and close connections still at Disney um, and able to get me into the parks and stuff. And that just like me going that often, just even grew my love for it that much more. And then uh, I made my husband go on our honeymoon to Universal and Disney (laughs) as well. We got married. So, you know. So when, when you stay at the parks, do you have a place that you normally stay? Is there, have you, have you found that resort that you just love? Not, not yet. Um, 
I've stayed offsite. I've stayed at the Caribbean beach. I have stayed, we honeymooned at the Grand Floridian, which was amazing. I'd say I'd love that, but I don't know if I could swing that <laughs> every time we go. Sure. If I could, I, I definitely would. And, um, and the only reason we stayed there, we were going to stay at the Caribbean beach, but it was still shut down when we went on our honeymoons, we were kind of forced to upgrade. And they're like, the only thing we have right now is a one bedroom villa at Grand Floridian. And so we're like, I was like, Oh, darn. darn. Now I'll stay at there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's funny because we stayed at the Grand Floridian during the pandemic as well. And that was not where we were scheduled to stay. Um, We were scheduled to stay at the Polynesian. And at that time they started doing renovations on the Polynesian for the Moana rooms. Okay. So they upgraded us to the Grand Floridian and we went over to gotcha. the Grand Floridian and stayed there. Now, of course, we walked over the Polynesian and ate, ate some breakfasts there because you got to have your taco right. toast and, <laughs> and all the treats. Um, and I, I, I've always had a love for the Grand Floridian. That has always been a passion of mine. I remember, I remember back in, you know, the, the early nineties when, it you know it was the flagship resort for the park. If you, if there was a promo video or anything going on, it featured the Grand Floridian. The Grand Floridian was highly okay. in the background. I remember watching John Stamos and the Beach Boys shooting their yes. Kokomo video and seeing yep. the Grand Floridian in the background. I yep. remember when they stayed there during the um, the Full House episodes, you know, and and all of that. And the Grand yeah. Floridian was the flagship. So yep. I was I was so happy when we got to stay there. Yeah, it was, so it was, it was amazing. Yeah, like just the detail and everything there, the tile, the marble and the floor. I mean, I could just stand there and stare at that for just those little details throughout the whole resort it was just so beautiful. So well done. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the Grand Floridian. What do you have a favorite restaurant? Did you eat anywhere while you were there? Did you get to experience um, anything? Yeah. So, uh, a couple of them were still closed when we were there. Okay. Um, the uh, Citrico's, I believe, was open. We ate there. Um, and my favorite place that we went to a couple times was um, the Enchanted Rose Lounge. Right. I don't know if you were able to go there for drinks. Um, but they had... Um, I'm a sucker for anything truffle-flavored, truffle okay. french fries. Okay truffle aioli on a burger. Um, they had, and I get them everywhere I go. So they had the best truffle fries I've ever had. So, you know, I would take that at face value because (laughs) I eat a lot of truffle fries, but they were so, so good. And the drinks were so good. And the atmosphere was just, it was so quaint and, um, nice and relaxed and same thing, beautiful details. It was beauty and the beast without being, you know, full, I don't know, more like the animation side beauty and be- the beast in your face, sure, I would say. Sure. And I, and I have yeah. a love hate relationship with the Enchanted Rose. Uh, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Um, I think it's, it's a gorgeous lounge. I, I think yes. it's just wonderful, wonderfully tastefully done. Yes, you're right. Doesn't hit you over the head with beauty and the beast, but the touches are all there. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like much like Citrico's is very much Mary Poppins. You know, it's not yes, overwhelming yeah. Mary Poppins. It is, it is just the right flavor. Touch. Um, yes. Just, yeah. The right touch. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not an all-star movies or pop yes. century where you're being overhit with the characters. Mm-hmm. It is very subtle. My problem with Enchanted Rose is, is I love 
I love the Grand Floridian's band, the Grand Floridian Orchestra when it was there. Okay. And because of the expansion of the Enchanted Rose, they took over the area that was the bandstand. Right. And and so I you know, it's it's that great. Every time mm-hmm. I I go in there, I absolutely it's love it. But I'm I'm right. I'm it's yes, hitting my heart hurt, knowing that I for all this I lost that. Yeah. Um, but yes, and, and then Fair you enough. Know, you've got you've got two other really great restaurants here. You got Narcusi's. Of yes. course, if you want some great seafood out on out on yep. the lake, out on Bay Absolutely. Lake. Absolutely. And then of that, course, and that's got, a beautiful view right on the you know is. on the water there to go sit there and eat. Um, sit there, watch the fireworks, watch the yep. watch the um, the electrical uh, the the water parade uh, water parade go by. Yep. Yeah, and then of course you yep. got Victorian Alberts, which the rumor has is getting Ooh. ready to reopen here in the next month. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I was really bummed. That was one of the things, you know, especially for our honeymoon, I wanted to splurge and do that. But well, don't tell me um, you want to do the chef's table. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, that, if you that could afford that, good. you and I are going out to dinner sometime, right? right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, but that was a bummer that they were, you know, that was so closed, you know, for the pandemic and everything. So, um, but that would be, that's on my bucket list to eat there at least once. At least once. Yeah, and then 1900 Park Fair, of course, rounds it out. Yep. And you know, if you want your you want your counter service meal, you've got Gasparilla Grill, which is is, uh, in my opinion, a wonderful restaurant. We ate breakfast when yeah. we were staying there every day. Yeah. It, yeah, the, I think we grabbed and go a couple times. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you got you got the outside benches there where you can sit and relax and nice, yeah. quaint and quiet. You know, Grand Floridian for for all it is is just a beautiful, beautiful resort. Yeah, it's just gorgeous down to the grounds and everything. Everything's maintained so well. And the pool, you know, I loved that little splash area for the Mm -hmm. kids. Uh, Mad Hatter themed and everything. It was a little Alice in Wonderland touches. That was really cool to see the kids playing, you know, there and stuff. And yeah, just a really, really amazing, you know, flagship resort for Disney. Now, did you did you take the walk over to the wedding pavilion area? We did, we did not, I can't remember what was blocked off because the NBA was there when we were oh, there. Oh, you were there during, yes, during the yes. bubble. Yeah. Yes. So they had like fences around most of everything. So we could not, we could not get to parts of it. So okay. that was also kind of a bummer. We couldn't wander around past you that know, too much. If, if so. you stay there, you know, it's over, it's over by the spa. And and of right. course, Grand Floridian's great because you you have the spa there as well, which everyone mm-hmm. absolutely adores. You know, for their for their day of relaxation, their resort day per se. Uh, and is that open yet, or did that open yet? So the spa did. Yes, the, the spa, spa did. did. Okay. Uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique has not yet. Has not yet. Um, okay. I expect we're going to see that announcement here very soon. Hopefully. From you know what yeah. we're hearing, which would be great. Uh, the downside is I have some guests that returned back this last weekend that that was. That was on their their wish oh. list if it was to reopen. Oh, um, bummer! But yeah, while you're over there at the spa, wander over and check out the uh, the the wedding pavilion. Okay. Um, they have they have two great sites if you're ever there. The the first one is of course the in, inside chapel, which is absolutely gorgeous and has this beautiful window that looks out onto the Magic Kingdom and Cinderella Castle. Mm-hmm. So married with the castle in the background. Uh, awesome. They've also got an exterior area that you can walk up to because you know it's it's outside, and it's uh it's got an archway on it. And the girls, uh, my girls, I have two girls. Uh, we okay. always walk over there and we take photos of them under the archway because again, you're framing Cinderella's castle in the background, and it's just a beautiful photo. 
uh, right. opportunity. Now, of course, now of course, not while weddings going on. We would, we right. would never think of interrupting that. Right. Um, but uh, you know, and the the walkway now oh, to walk straight over the Magic Kingdom, you mm-hmm. can walk over That's the Polynesian. You open. can yeah, the monorail service is there. It is just yep. such a nice resort. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's so amazing. And the other the other part of it being on the monorail too, you know, I just set up a like a one of those little monorail bar crawls for, you know, I suggested it to one of my clients for a date night. Grandma and grandpa are going down with them and stuff. So, you know, I think it's perfect for something like that. You know, maybe a night when you're done with the Magic Kingdom, you know, just hop on the monorail and go around and hit up hit up all the bars around the way trader sam's you know yeah, and trader then sam's of the polynesian yeah yeah and then enchanted rose and yep. finish up the night and yeah it's perfect love love the grand finale so inside the lobby are two giant pineapple chandeliers yes do you know why the pineapple is such an item for victorian america I do not. So if we're going back to Victorian times now, so it was an exotic mm-hmm. fruit, right? And it was not only an exotic fruit, right. it was exotic fruit that didn't spoil very fast. So you could have it displayed for a long period of time. So okay. in a in a well-to-do family's home in the living room, you might have a pineapple to show just how wealthy you are, that you were able to travel the globe and buy these pineapples and bring them home. And so most Victorian homes had pineapples in them and had things that shaped like pineapples, and it became a symbol of wealth. Wealth. So when you're, when you're in, the, uh, in the main ballroom there, be sure to look up and check out the two giant pineapple-shaped chandeliers that are above your head. I will do that next time I'm there. That's awesome. I did not know that. <laughs> I, I am just a wealth of useless trivia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other, the one shop that I did really enjoy too was the basin, mm-hmm. uh, the soap, the little soap shop. The soap shop. Yeah. Um, yeah. The soap shop in Grand Floridian. And they had the, I thought those made like perfect little gifts, you know, souvenirs. And, sure. Sure. Um, I have a friend who we were would there. just go in there because she loves the smell. You know, just, no, just you to go just in smell and walk it all. Around. Yeah, yeah, it all smells so good. To me, yeah. to me, it drives my allergies crazy. It's like walking into Bath and Body Works. You just get overwhelmed with it. It's like, nope, I'll, w- I'll wait right. outside. You go, you go enjoy yeah. your time inside the shop. I'll be out here. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, the hand, the handcrafted soaps and little designs and all of them, little Disney designs and all of them, that those I would always suggest, you know, if they had time to stop in there and makes a great souvenir to take home as well well and if you're traveling to you know the magic kingdom and you want to do that bibbidi bobbidi boutique and the one in the magic kingdom is packed Mm -hmm. you know you've really only got two other choices which is go all the way over to disney springs and do the one that's there right or do the one at the grand floridian and then just it's a short monorail ride into the park so you can get your photos in front of cinderella castle yeah. Um, the the proximity to Magic Kingdom makes it the perfect spot for a Bibbidi Bobbidi boutique. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and to stay if you're going to be spending a lot of time at the Magic Kingdom. Right. Yeah. If you want to do two or three days in the Magic Kingdom, I would definitely say try and stay at a resort monorail. You know, especially just zip back and forth 
quick as possible. Yeah, and being a DVC resort means you do have the suites. You do have yes. you do have some rooms with some nice amenities there, from kitchenettes and multiple bedrooms for larger families. Yep. Uh, and the Polynesian right next door is about ready to build uh, their next uh, DVC wing. Yeah. Yeah, it was construction started yeah. on it, so um, we'll Already, see. They're yeah, gonna have the some towers, competition there. The yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's interesting too because i know the polynesian is one of those that sells out so quickly so getting some more rooms in there that'll be competition for sure well and the any any of the hotels there on bay lake so so whether it's contemporary grand floridian or the polynesian is the iconic symbol of walt disney world you know yeah 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 grand floridian out of those it did become the flagship when it was built in the 80s but that is Mm -hmm. That, you know, it it does make that iconic stay. I've got a family that's coming up. Um, they're going in 2023. As soon as rooms are released, we'll get them booked. And yeah. that that is all they want to do is they want to stay on the monorail loop so they can have a view of Cinderella's castle. Mm-hmm. Now, it's also because they've got young children, so they're not going to be in the parks for the fireworks. They're going to be right. back at the hotel getting ready for bed, and they can lay in their room and watch the fireworks. So, yeah, yeah they're, they're springing for that theme park view. So they can be at the resort in bed watching the fireworks. That's all they want to do. And it's and yeah. it's the perfect plan for young families. Absolutely. You know, assuming a young family's got the money to spend on right. one of those resorts. Yes. And and midday breaks too for young kids, you know, that again, that monorail right there is just absolutely key to to saving you so much time, you know, in the parks and stuff. It is. It's vital. You know, with young children, I tend to say Disneyland is the way to go because you can walk right back to their hotel no matter where you're at. Um, But the the ones on the monorail loop close there to Magic Kingdom do do make that a prime spot for recommending for young families in Disney World. Yes. It was really nice talking to you, Erin. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, it was nice talking to you too and... Listeners, if you have any questions or comments for me that you'd like to be answered on the show, please email me at benyunky at enchanted-escapes.com. That email, as well as ways to get in touch with Aaron, will be listed in our show notes. We would always appreciate if you'd share on social media that you're listening to the show. It goes a long way to helping us out. Subscribe to the podcast. Make a post. As well, head on over to Facebook page at Enchanted Escapes Travel. There you can find ways to get in touch with any of our team of travel professionals. All the Enchant Escapes travel agents are here to help you plan your next magical experience, no matter where you may be traveling. And as always, don't forget our services are completely free to use, so take advantage of us, please. We'd love to talk to you about your next vacation. From our Enchant Escapes family to yours, thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the parks real soon.